0: It's the Auburn Observer Podcast. Painter, hello, how are you?
1: Good, good. I hope you're doing well. I know you've been battling it.
0: I'm on, I'm on the gas. I'm on steroids now. That's We're right. Hitting. I'm going to look like... Uh, I'm going to look like... Uh, I'm going to jack up his name, but the uh, Kumail uh, Ninjaji, <laughs> The Did you see any of that last night? Um, I saw him eating a very normal dinner,
1: uh, as one does, and uh, he seemed to be calm, which was good. He... Uh, Because I imagine he gets angry sometimes. That roid
0: cycle they got him on to shoot these movies is is really... On
1: the one hand, he looks fantastic. On the other hand, his head is almost indistinguishable from some roles I saw him in a few years ago. (laughs) <laughs> i mean he looks great i i wish he looks like it like, he like he's not... about to cut
0: he's about to cut through the entire table just take that stick knife and just put it to... <laughs> uh yes
1: good luck to him later on but for right now fantastic i mean really sculpted uh I, i'd be lying if i said i wasn't a, a tad
0: jealous um i'm on i'm on some steroids trying to get uh trying to get covid uh, we're, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to hulk out and beat covid that way um but I'm here. I'm talking. I'm breathing fairly normally. Um, my head doesn't feel like it's underwater today, which is a which is a uh, improvement from the last few days. Appreciate everybody hanging with us here on the Observer um, for checking out the stories. I know, <laughs> I know, my I know my stories the last few days haven't necessarily been top tier work, um, at least from my perspective, but. Focusing on breathing while typing, like, oh, <laughs> how's this going? It's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. We're gonna we're gonna beat this thing. And uh, but I appreciate everybody for. I mean, I've, I've gotten a lot of people messages, um, you know, from subscribers and, and people listen to the podcast. Um, a lot of well wishes, and I mean that means a lot to me, guys. So I really appreciate it. It could be a lot, lot, lot worse, um, right. but we are we are pushing through here, and uh, we're in 2021 now. And what that means is that the Brian Harson era is officially underway. Uh, we will talk a little bit, even though that game doesn't really need to be talked about a ton, uh, the uh, the Citrus Bowl, almost that Outback Bowl, the Citrus Bowl um, recap, whatever you want to call it, we'll talk a little bit about that, kind of what it means moving forward, some other football news going around, and then we will switch, of course, and give the people what they want, which is some Auburn basketball talk, because they had a very interesting opening week of SEC play, even though uh, it ended in a pair of losses. Um that game on Saturday I thought was um, painter. You, you said you texted me last night and you said, I think your words were that game was everything I expected from, <laughs> from this team this season into one game.
1: Yeah. I mean, they did the things that you expect a young team to do and they struggled and they were on the road and couldn't hit shots and at the same time. Unsurprisingly, and Bruce pointed this out, they did make it a game. They did not quit. And like at the end of the day, we've talked about this in football too. Like, messaging and, and not quitting and, and sort of knowing where to give yourself credit and where to be critical of yourself as a coach are all important, and eventually you have to get the results. But, like, I think people are willing to be patient with this team because you can see that there are there's definitely a lot that's working for them, and everyone is aware that they are truly young.
0: Right. Um, but, yes, it was
1: a funny game and
0: a frustrating game. Wait, did Tennessee fire – did tennessee just fire oh no, wow okay. please no never did that never only. mind never mind i just saw people tweeting about about the tennessee job and i was like did they really do that um what of are the which, odds that, what's up texas vegas? <laughs> uh no still nothing still nothing on there so if you're vegas so what are you setting the odds Hugh you
1: freeze getting that job
0: he would be the favorite i would imagine um which good luck with that you team if if that's the direction you want to go, I, the the weird thing is is like I don't think Hugh Freeze is would be a particularly good coach, <laughs> you know, in the SEC. Like I think there are some obvious red flags that you don't want to be a part. Like I don't think you want to mess with if you are a, a power team in this situation. However, Tennessee I, is desperate. I, however, I, Hugh Freeze would be a better coach than Jeremy Pruitt. I just yeah,
1: there's really yeah. no way to carve it up that that I can convince myself that I would rather have Pruitt. It's like, yeah, I would, I would take my chances, especially given how bad it's gotten in Knoxville. Right.
0: right. So, um, but by the way, hello, Texas. Um, you did the very decisive thing and I guess you should be praised for being decisive and having your guy. Um, yeah, I love all the people having your
1: ducks in a row, but at the same because
0: time, even still, it was like, okay, that so it worked work. Yeah, so like the other day, so yeah, that was the whole thing. It's like, oh, they had their guy lined up automatically, and like, look, look at what they could, because in, in comparison to Auburn, and it was like, yeah, but you're a goober if you thought that this search took five hours. Like, I mean, they, what's the dude's name? It, it was uh, the, the guy who breaks everything at Texas. He said it was going to be uh, Sarkeesian, like, right as soon as the firing happened.
1: That was right. wild.
0: Like as soon as it happened, it was like this is their next head coach, and then he
1: just (laughs) texted.
0: I mean, probably, but at the same time, like I was amazed. I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then, (laughs) and then the funniest part of this whole ordeal was (laughs) the funniest part of this whole ordeal was David Pollock tweeting, "I've heard he's turned down the job." It's like, what do you know, David Pollock? Like, David, brother. Which was funny because, and this goes into way too much inside media baseball here, but, like, ESPN was reporting through Chris Lowe, who is one of the most plugged-in people in the industry, was like, yeah, this is who they're going to get. And, like, you have, again, David Pollock, a talking head who played defensive line for the
1: University of Georgia. I'd like to break some news to you. He is oh, so much more than that, Ferg. Well, what is he? You'll have to figure that out for yourself. I cannot simply tell you.
0: Um beautiful that he says just i've been told that he's turned down and then everybody's like no <laughs> like people who cover coaching searches really no up. a few years a few few years a few few hours later they're like yeah here's the here's the official i don't know if sarkeesian's gonna work in texas oh i hope I he kept, if he
1: kept it up respect
0: you know what like throw
1: your stuff on the wall do your thing just make I would, sure yes. you take your lumps too yeah
0: um I, yeah i mean it, it does make sense if sarkeesian pulled out of you know consideration for the auburn job and never got interviewed which is what has been reported at this point because um because he wanted to try texas texas is texas man and like texas has more resources like texas is probably the only team in college football that has that can say they might have more resources than the team he is leaving and
1: and that, that all that without any success over the last decade and a half or anything right. substantial to show for it. I guess to say any success. I mean, they did like yeah, say but, they were back three different bowl games or whatever. But
0: but my thing on Steve Sarkisian at Texas is going to be it was the same my same thought about Steve Sarkisian when people were talking about him as a candidate at Auburn. I want to see what this guy does when he does not have the best talent on the field. He's barely above
1: 500. His win percentage is 568.
0: And when he went to the Atlanta Falcons, he inherited the best offense in the NFL, which was coming off of a Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl run, they should have won it. (laughs) Sorry, Um, sorry, Falcons fans, but you know, very easily should have won that Super Bowl, but they didn't. It's like that Um, scene in
1: Jarhead where they like brand
0: him; you're just sticking it in. Uh, you know, and then you know they have to replace their offensive coordinator, so he inherits this machine. Matt Ryan had looked was an MVP. You had everything kind of clicking at that point on offense. You have Julio Jones. You have Julio Jones. You have dudes like Alex Mack. Like you, like you, This was a really, really good team. Um, awesome offense. Best in the NFL. And they regressed over his two seasons. He left. And then he goes to Alabama where, at Alabama, he gets to continue calling NFL-like plays and concepts because he has NFL-like talent. He's got the best offensive line probably I've ever seen in terms of just Pure NFL talent up up front right now this year they can do whatever they want doesn't really matter who the quarterback is they just keep rotating to like you here's love the other thing
1: of lines bird.
0: here's the thing about Alabama that's like been a lot a lot more mind boggling to me in the last few days thinking about it Devonte Smith is going to end up being the the most talent like the most successful receiver they've had maybe not most talented because Julio's Julio um, and Najee Harris is there. Alabama's offense has looked like this, and they don't have the guy who torched Auburn in the 2019 Iron Bowl. The guy that I thought was like, I don't know what you do with him. They just have no idea what you do with Jalen Waddell. How do you cover him? How do you how do you how do you plan for a guy like that? And so, you know, what is it going to do at Texas, a team that's got talent but has underachieved so much recently? And, they, and even then, they still don't have that time because their biggest rival, Oklahoma, one, one could argue they have just as much talent, if not more talent, as they do in key positions. And uh, we'll see
1: if it works. We'll see if it I, works. Do you agree with this sentiment? I generally do. This came from one of my friends who said Auburn got absolutely destroyed online for firing Gus and Texas will skate by no problem after giving their coach vote of confidence before signing day and firing him right after and and they had a big buyout situation as well um and i said you know auburn needs to grow its fan base basically if they want to get that kind of positive spin coverage all the time
0: right well and that's the other thing is is that when texas does it it's like that's texas they got more money than god like and when Auburn does, it's like, it's Auburn. They're crazy. They'll do all the weird stuff. The yellow fellow's is going to come in and like, you know. Which it is true. Like those things,
1: you know, The there's been, an, I feel like, enough evidence over the years of some wacky stuff happening where it's like, all right, like how do, do is this organized? Do you have your ducks in a row? I mean, you right. know, if for whatever it's worth, I don't know if it's going to matter, but Texas did have this lined
0: up properly. Right. Right. I will point out something else as well, and this is about buyouts. Whether it's at Auburn, whether it's at well, and, and Auburn hasn't had these problems that I'm going to be talking about here real quickly. Where it's Auburn, whether it's the University of Tennessee, where they might be doing this, where whether it's at Texas, uh, South Carolina, all these other places. Here's the thing: there are plenty of people online right now that will tell you. All the people who are hey if hey you're you're talking about all this money, you know, uh, reasonable people will say it's crazy how. These college football programs can pay this much money to get coaches out of there, where while during a pandemic we have had so many people lose their jobs, furloughs, cuts, budget cuts, all this stuff. Right? Every, there's a lot of, and that's a reasonable take to have. The counterpoint that a lot of people will come off with that is, is that this is coming from private booster money. It doesn't really matter, you know. You can't tell people, you can't tell private citizens how to spend their money. Which okay, but. I do not think it should be celebrated or pointed out that people may have misplaced priorities where these people who are giving money to getting rid of head football coaches, however important that is. And it is very, very important. I mean, we can right? go through the
1: whole thing of like the economics of it and how it's important for local small towns like Auburn and other college tens of, towns. But we if you not. were I get what,
0: like, that is legitimate. Sure. If you are willing to spend tens of millions of dollars to get rid of one head coach, pandemic, just go away. Just to stop, right? Incredible. But you're not willing to give that money to help a lot of non-rich people keep their jobs or a lot of programs that don't have the platform of football, you know, uh, keep them going, give them the resources they need. Right, it's hard to imagine
1: some athletic programs not shuttering across the nation. Auburn's
0: going to be fine, but, you know. that That doesn't make it good, right? Yes, pointing out that it's coming from private donations then it's not the same as you know athletic department bottom lines that's true that's correct I have no problem with, with like I understand that but I don't think it should be like that that's not that doesn't make it good that doesn't make it a, a thing that we should do and like I don't know man a, a challenge to the rich people who are bankrolling all these big moves in, in college football you know some of them you some of you might be doing it but like in the in the grand scheme of things, in the big picture, in the macro level of booster culture and college football, let's give money and let's let's use our resources that you know to spread it around. Right? You're spending tens of millions of dollars to get rid of coaches left and right, and you can't. There, there's no money for the players because. You just throw all this money to make sure it kind of looks like you have, you know, you're breaking even or maybe even a little bit of a loss at the end. And you're like, all right, well, you know, we can't pay the players. Look, we're not even turning a profit here. It's just that we could do a lot better with how we're spending our money. And the other, the other, the other counterpoint off of that is, is that let's stop doing buyouts. That would be awesome, right? No
1: one deserves one, and
0: I'm sure no one. the agents Zero. will push back on no this. one. But
1: like, no one deserves all no that one. money to
0: stop if Nick Saban or Dabo Swinney or yeah, Ryan Day hasn't gotten this, this or Urban Meyer if Nick Saban went two and ten next year at Alabama and people wanted him out I don't care how many national titles Nick Saban has won if he does his job so poorly that Alabama falls off that hard and people don't want him around anymore he should not get money for it he should just be done You'd be like, well, you did not do it. Let's move on. Like, it's insane. In no
1: other profession are you rewarded for failure the way you yes, are. Yes, exactly. exactly. And,
0: and like uh, exactly. everything
1: I'm hearing about this sport is that it's a meritocracy because sports are, in many ways, supposed to be, at least on the field, right? I mean, there's a lot that goes into resources and access to practice, etc. But sure, that's one of the things we do like about sports is that generally, like, it doesn't matter how you feel, or, or what you look like, like, you know, the, the basics are, of course, that being good means that you're good. But I don't understand how we can praise and, and be so excited and laud those traits and then be like, well, here's $20 million to quit. Right. It is, so, it is, you know, just as long as you're aware that those two things are counter to one another, then fine. If that's what, if that's the way you want to do business and,
0: A system where ultra rich people are giving money to make sure that rich people don't do their jobs anymore and other rich people can come in and do their jobs while a lot of other people involved in athletics are having a hard time keeping their jobs, making ends meet, you know, in terms of their budgets and all that with specific programs. That's a problem. That's a problem. It's 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 an issue. I don't think it'll ever get fixed, and I think just talking about it's not really going to do anything. Right. But if your counterpoint to all this is this ain't you know this ain't budget money that's kind of we're not paying this out of the athletic department. It's going to be all the donors and stuff like that. If that's your argument, if that's your argument to this, yes, you are technically correct, but it doesn't make it a good thing, right? Like, you know. Let's be a little bit more equitable. I think, especially when it comes to the people who make all this happen, and not just the labor in terms of the players themselves, but a lot of the people behind the scenes who get who get stuff going. And there are a lot of cuts, and there are a lot of changes that are happening in athletic departments, and yet we're still paying tens of millions of dollars for coaches to not coach anymore, not just at Auburn, not just at Texas. Not
1: yeah, not an Auburn-specific critique by any And means. look, and,
0: and, and look. From my knowledge, Auburn has not had to deal with a lot of these layoffs and and, and, and massive budget cuts that other places have. Now, the pandemic and financially is going to affect them financially, but it's kind of disheartening to see people willing to move heaven and earth to give millions and millions of dollars to make sure that millionaire football coaches can't coach anymore, while other aspects of the athletic department have. And to it sounds like struggle we're picking on Gus them. here, but it's like it's not a Gus thing. It's just a. Gus played the game, man. Like, like, like. Uh, If I was in his shoes, Gus Mel's doing the same thing. Gus Mel's again. I've said this before. Gus Mel's is not one of those guys who's who he is not money hungry like a lot of coaches in the industry are. He's not. He got the money that because he had a really good agent and what the market set for him, right? You know, that's he he did. He just he was just part of he was just part of the machine, right? And. This is not picking on him, it's not picking on Brian Harson for getting a job out of this. This ain't this ain't any of that. It's just it's it's it's, it's disheartening to see because this as much as we love college football and, and college basketball and college athletics in general and how much we you know want to see it be be at its best, it is so disjointed and unequitable that you know it, it just gets disappointing and then some of the and some of the really tough aspects of the whole system get brought to light when you when you do stuff like this yeah and, um, and i know
1: you're probably wanting to put a bow on this but i guess i'll just say like generally making things more equitable does not make them worse i know that there's a
0: fear of changing things and
1: yeah. that it's easy to listen to people at the top tell you hey it Look, has you to pay, be this if you way pay,
0: if you paid college football players and college basketball players things change and there'll be some problems there'll be some difficulties and i don't have the answers all yeah it's
1: not gonna be if, even
0: even if you give them name, image, and likeness, which it looks like is gonna happen, that's going to change things. That's gonna create problems. But just because there are question marks down the road does not mean that we should not look for them. Yeah, Instead and it also Maintaining the status quo just because it works for certain people. Right, right. That's our thing. All right. Um, bowl game. Uh
1: boy. That went about how I thought it would. It's about all the right. only thing I kind of halfway was even remotely close to and you know what, like, what do you even say to the players and to the coaching staff in a way? I mean, I know Auburn fans right now don't feel so bad for the coaching staff or whatever. Maybe some mm-hmm. do, but I was well, not it expecting was such much a, in that it, game.
0: It was such an awkward situation. Yes. It was such a no-win situation. Like, if Auburn comes back and beats Northwestern in that game, it's a good boost for those guys. But, like, a lot's still going to change. And, obviously, watching that game, a lot needed to change, you know? <laughs> yeah. Even if Gus Malzahn was back in 2021 or whatever, like, harvard has got to be a lot different because this was, it was, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And yes, there were multiple really key players that were not out there and that made a difference. And yes, Northwestern had more preparation and they were playing for more and they had a lot more riding on this. It, it happens. Like, it's why I said, I didn't think that game should have been played, but if enough players wanted to play in it and it seemed like enough did, um, and it was and then, you know, they didn't have an outbreak of any kind. It like they had one positive test during this whole ordeal um, with the ball game. It's just, it really laid bare the need for Auburn to go in a different direction, which is what they ended up doing. But also it's like, you were in this weird, inconsequential game where you weren't at the, it wasn't quite Gus Malzahn era, but it wasn't. Ryan Harson area yet. and There were guys who were put in some awkward spots like Kevin Steele and Chad Morris and a lot of these assistant coaches where it's like, I don't know if I'm going to be here next year. I'm probably not going to be here not, next year. right? But I'm going to have to do it. Players not knowing who necessarily their coaches were going to be next.
1: And the added bonus of what you've been hinting at for a while, which is you know going to become very clear here soon. These players mm-hmm. can leave.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just a different scenario. You know, there's really it's nothing. A, it's, it's, rightfully it's a, so. There's nothing a different there. What that bowl game kinda laid out for us is that without Tank Bigsby, um, Auburn's offense didn't really have any any juice to it, especially towards the end of the season. Um the offensive line was missing, I think, their best offensive lineman in terms of uh in terms of talent in, in Bird Aries Ham, but even then, I just they could not do anything. They could not run the ball. They could not protect Bo long enough. And Bo ended up having a decent day when it was all said and done from it. Um, but like they were 0 for six on third and short. That is hard to do. They're they it was Northwestern brought the thunder and like they are, you know, they were playing for their defensive coordinator who had been coaching for eight million years and yeah, sending them out with a win was a was a big deal. I'm not yeah no, no shade they were they were no shade whatsoever motivated. to that. And they've got it. They gave up like nearly 400 rushing yards to Trey Sermon, who dang looks really good. Um, to Trey Sermon in Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. So it wasn't like like decent running games can move the ball on that team. You didn't have that. And I'm gonna write about it on Monday. You can check it out, AuburnObserver.com if you're a subscriber. Um, Auburn's offensive line situation is a lot worse when you look at it big picture than even I thought it was at the beginning. And if you can't if you can't win at the line of scrimmage, right? If you can't win at the line of scrimmage, you can't really do much of Part of the reason why Alabama like Alabama is running things right now where Mack Jones does not have to even feel pressure whatsoever. Najee Harris is really good on his own, and like, but he's got giant holes he can run through. When they go RPO, there was an R—the RPO that uh, that Devonte Smith scored on against Notre Dame. They ran it, and it was just like, I don't. Notre Dame could have had twenty people on the field, and it and, and it wasn't probably going to change the outcome. Um, so they've got to get a lot better up front. And I was of the opinion that this season statistically they had gotten better in some areas of run blocking. I think as time went on and the season wore on and more injuries came about, the depth really got tested and really showed that Auburn's offensive line did not make a sizable jump forward in run blocking. It was kind of more of what Tank did and being being fresher at the beginning of the season. The depth and the thinness, I think, played a part. Um it's just do you gotta win at the line of scrimmage? You have to win at the line of scrimmage. And the flip side's true in this one because Auburn's defensive line once again had another game where against a again, Northwestern's not a good offense, but I mean, they were able to do whatever they wanted throwing the ball in that game. The only thing Northwestern was doing that was so stupid to me is that they kept going back to the Wildcat, and you're like, don't do any of that. Like just if they if they came in and said we're just gonna drop to pass every down, they were gonna move the ball. Because Auburn's secondary was depleted. Auburn's defensive line was not getting to the quarterback, um, you know, quickly enough. The only sack they had is when they sent uh, Owen on a on a, on a a delayed blitz, which he's super good at, and he's a really good linebacker, and so is Zacoby, And those guys played their tails off in the game. and There were quite a number of dudes who played really, really hard. They just were fighting an uphill battle in that one because their offense really couldn't do anything to help them out, and they couldn't get enough of a pass rush, and they were missing some key players, and it's just – I mean, it's they've got to win at the line of scrimmage, and that has been the Brian Harson M.O. at Boise State. It, it's got to be the emphasis, and um, it's, it's not going to be an overnight fix. They got to get a pass rush, for line, and who knows, man? Like, me who knows? Auburn might come in next year and say, "Hey, we're running the three-three-five stack, and we're just going to send everybody blitzing it and a lot of differently." They might do something funky on defense next year, but they've still got to figure out a, a way to get after the quarterback um, because that's. That's that makes it such a huge difference. You watch that Ohio State Clemson game, and you saw how much they made life difficult. Ohio State made life difficult on on Trevor Lawrence throughout that game, and you know Justin Fields when he had clean pockets and he wasn't getting absolutely getting a missile to his ribs. Um, he was playing. He was playing. I mean, he he tore him up. So uh, it's just you got it right there, Auburn fans. Like that's. It showed you the need that you need to take take things, uh, you know, go go in a different direction and and get back to winning to the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, especially on offense.
1: Yeah, Harson's. You know, you pointed out Harson will have to figure out what he's got coming back next year, but it seems inevitable he'll have to look to the transfer portal in some way. Or uh, I would be yeah. surprised if he didn't. Maybe he'll take the approach of we'll just build from the ground up and recruit out of high school. But especially if, if you got do guys that, leaving. you're
0: fighting an uphill battle.
1: Yeah. You're Lake. asking a fan base to be patient that has no uh, no desire to do so, and you know, I mean, the roster. We'll see what it looks like next year, but the roster is not garbage right now. It's Mm-mm. it's got some holes on it, but it's not it's not a total rebuild.
0: The other thing I wanted to the other thing I wanted to point out is that this game showed that there is some young talent, especially the skill positions that you can really really like. Harson's going to be able to build around if these guys stay around. Xavieron um, uh, not Xavion Capers. Uh, Zayman Capers got hurt in that game. Um, it was uh, Elijah Canyon. Elijah Canyon had a great game. Um, had the big catch and run mm-hmm. touchdown. He had a couple of big catches in the game. He's good. And without Anthony Schwartz out there, and we'll talk about flashing a little bit, um, without Anthony Schwartz out there, he got some more opportunities. Seth didn't seem like he played a ton of snaps in this game. Um, and we'll see, you know, we, we've been of the opinion, he's probably going to the NFL, um, but Xavier Capers, I mean, Xavion Capers and Elijah Canyon, those are both big body runners. Um, there's talent. There is talent aplenty at, at wide receiver if these guys stay around. Now, it's not, you know, they're not a ton of first-round picks like you get at Alabama or Clemson or, you know, Ohio State's picking them up now left and right as well. Georgia's got a good good crew, obviously.
1: Which makes it even funnier given the results. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a b plus coach i think it was, uh, maybe
0: it was and, Josh if you, and if you and if you're way. able to keep tank okay so a lot of people have been asking about tank this week
1: yeah tank
0: yeah, did yeah. not play in the bowl game because of health reasons i was i had heard it had something to do with covid and contact tracing and all that kind of stuff um i don't think he was injured but you know i'm not i'm not i i don't know the definitive 100 percent truth what happened sure. there I also know that there are rumors of him leaving Auburn and there were some weird social media posts at the beginning of the week uh, with him and, and some people connected to him. Those died down. You haven't really heard it as much. I haven't heard anything new on him. I do know this. There's been a lot of connecting him to Georgia. Georgia Is probably going to be in the process of doing the same thing here to Eric Gilbert, the five-star tight end, the best tight end. That's the other thing about Eric Gilbert. Eric Gilbert was the highest-rated tight end ever in the 24/7 era. Went to LSU out of Georgia, left this year, and is transferring. Would not be surprised if Georgia's his next destination. Wouldn't be surprised. If Tank Bigsby, if that if if Tank leaves, that Georgia would be the one that people would say he he would go to. Um, There's a lot of moving pieces here. There's a lot of things that change. Brian Harson, I'm sure, will do his best recruiting job to try to keep him. Uh, We will see what Cadillac Williams and his future and what that means to keeping Tank or not. but, I mean, he Auburn's offense, you could watch that Northwestern game and show that Auburn's offense was completely different when Tank was playing and when Tank wasn't playing this season. He's a big piece, and there's going to be a lot of things that change about the scheme and how Auburn runs things on offense next year probably. One thing's for sure, Tank Bigsby is a monster. And <laughs> if you can if you can keep him, it doesn't matter what scheme you're running, he is going to be able to make plays for you at a high level. Speaking Keep of it, irrationally
1: and, and perhaps uh, wildly spending money, look, Bagman, out there. Do your thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, like I know there are great running backs coming out of high school, but we know this man can do it on the college level. So if you are out there and you are way too into college sports, Bagman, please, my God.
0: But you got some wide receiver talent. Yeah, uh, the tight end, the talent. tight end room. They threw the tight ends. They threw into the tight ends quite a bit. Hmm. Um I guess I have to there's plenty of I, tight ends out there.
1: I, I've gotta take my lumps on Bo yet again because it just was not the season that I predicted uh nor wanted. Um but it's just like it's so hard to gauge any of the team off of that performance. It was yet no. another unimpressive performance. Um and he, Bo, you know, there, he
0: there there's so much of Bo's game that he individually needs to get better at. Yeah. Everyone can see that maybe another coach, maybe another philosophy, maybe another system will will bring that out of him. Also, it's going to be hard like he's a five-star talent. What if a five-star of talent was playing behind an offensive line like you get at some other schools? You think the results would look different? Well, that's what I'm fascinated I do. about
1: here because like I like Mac Jones a lot. I think I like him more than you do, and I know that you think he's a good college player, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah. switch those players. I don't know if Bo would have the season Mac is having or not. But I have to imagine Mac would not be having the season that he is having.
0: Nope, not at all. Because Mac and can't move.
1: Not, you know, you're again look for Mac. This, Mac like, doesn't
0: scramble. Mac doesn't run the ball. Like he, like he's he's good enough at avoiding pressure, I guess, for for a, for a good quarterback. But like he doesn't run the ball. You know, Bo would never have to run for his life behind Alabama's offensive line. But like, I just don't know. Just sitting there and eating sacks, I guess would be that would be the thing that you would see if Mac Jones was your quarterback. Um, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a really interesting offseason because um, I don't know if you know this, but Demetrius Davis is really really good and uh, keeps winning uh, in high school mm-hmm. at Texas. Um, they are on to another round. I think he's in the semifinals at this point. He's really good and look, there's plenty of there's plenty of reasons to say. Nick should be Auburn's quarterback in 2021. Like I said, all these a new system, a new coach, a new thing might be able to unlock some things with him. But there's also a lot of reason to say why a first-year head coach might go with a freshman quarterback and say, "Hey, if you're going to be patient and let us build with this guy, we can you know, we're, we're, this could be the start of something special." I can see that. I can see I can 100% see that. Happening. Certainly more
1: likely Davis would play now that there's a new staff.
0: Right. right. like so, I just can't imagine that, that
1: Gus is doing that if he's still the no, coach. No.
0: And, and to me, I fully— Gus, I'm I, like To pumped. me, Gus would have only done that if it was like, oh, I'm about to get fired. <laughs> yeah, and Like, yeah, I, I d- need I, to change. I,
1: I'm one of the many Auburn fans who are exceedingly excited about Davis's potential, but I'd just like to remind you that it would be playing in a similar situation to what Bo did in 2019 with a worse defense or perhaps— not as much pure talent at the top because you won't have Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson. It might be too early to say, but I feel pretty confident that the defense next year will not be able to match what that 2019 defense did.
0: Nope.
1: So, yeah, I, I, mean, I get I, the argument you're making about a we'll fresh talk about this. And and if you're Harson this year, you're not expecting to go to the SEC title anyway.
0: The yeah, exactly like the uh, Auburn football's unpredictable so so much like who would have thought auburn would have made it to the national title game and with a first year head coach and um you know they've auburn coaches have gotten off to quick successes in their first or second years historically um anyway uh
1: yeah I don't remember who pointed out but someone pointed out 93 and 2013 I believe both as examples with with new coaches that went exceedingly well for different reasons tuberville's 2000 season was pretty good right? Uh, didn't they win the SEC West, or was that his second season that they did that?
0: They yep, they won. They lost to Florida in the uh, in the uh, SEC title game that year. So all things considered, I mean, yep. and then you know, I mean, Gus's it first season Rudy as SEC wasn't awful. It's was like at least it
1: was an, you were losing games, but there was still some excitement because the offense was. Yeah, still we're going
0: to talk about this. We're going to talk about this all off-season long. But it's like you're not going to have a year zero because you don't ever get one of those at Auburn. Um, but you have the concept of like this is the start of something you are in a new era it is like be patient you know don't don't expect like ballroom goes eight and four next year you shouldn't sit there and be like why did we do this it's like well (laughs) i mean kind of makes sense I'm um, of
1: the mindset that most fans will understand that eight and four next season would actually be a pretty good year, given what's poten- the potential of turnover on the roster. Y'all better. The,
0: be, I, my thing is y'all better be fine with it because y'all were just complaining about exactly, getting rid of the coach for it.
1: Exactly. But I'll be curious to see what happens if it's in like the six and six or seven and six range, because that yeah. was what Auburn fans were so unhappy about was yep. the eight eight win, the four loss range, and it's like,
0: well, if you get there in year one, it might be, you know, not so bad. So. Bottom line with football from the bowl game, you got to start winning more at the line scrimmage on both sides of the ball, especially on offense, because you got talent in the skill positions. You got some young pieces you can build, build around. Brian Harson, your scheme was built on winning up front, like a lot of teams are, obviously, but you put a great emphasis on it at Boise State, which is part of the reason why you're here, which is part of the reason why I think this system could work in Auburn it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. Um, you are facing an uphill battle in terms of your offensive line recruiting. Um, got to find a defensive line. You got to find a way to generate much more of a pass rush, especially in this day and age in college football. Um, Cause like stopping the run's great and you don't want to be able to get run all over, obviously. Uh, but the best teams are the ones winning through the air. So you got to be best prepared to defend, defend the passing attack. And, uh, the new era is underway. We'll see how the staff goes, and we will keep you covered on all, on all fronts there. How this affects recruiting moving forward and all that. It's going to be a fun off season. I think going to be a lot of lot of new stuff to write about and talk about at the Observer. Six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year. If you aren't subscribed, many of you are, and we thank you for it. Um, we'll continue to have that, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about it all off season long. Um, before we switch over to basketball, uh, Anthony Schwartz is going to the NFL. No surprise here. You know, when he didn't play in the bowl game, that seemed pretty obvious that this is the direction he was heading. Um, my take on Anthony Schwartz is I think he was a better wide receiver than some people are giving him credit for. Um, I think he had made some strides this season to become a better all-around receiver. No, he's not Seth Williams. He's not a dude who makes a ton of catches jumping up and over people. He made some tough catches this season. He made some catches in traffic. Um, he had some he had some solid hands. Did a variety of things. I think the scheme somewhat limited him a little bit of what he could do. But go get your money, man. Because, like, he's going to be able to go to the combine and run a really good 40 time, and people are going to be impressed. And that's going to get him a good draft spot. And I also think if you're the people out there who say, oh, he's got to stay back and come back for one more year. Look at this, 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 and this. It's a decision that has to be made for everybody. Um, which, shout out to Derek Brown for um, defending Flash you know, on Twitter. Uh, did you see that?
1: I did not. Will you please fill me in?
0: So this was yesterday, or Saturday, sorry. This was Saturday. Were people um, knocking his
1: character or something because he didn't come back the way Derek did, even though their situations are obviously not the same?
0: Yeah, somebody tweeted, somebody tweeted, um, you know, okay Um, Schwartz is firing back at people on Twitter some dude said you let your team down by not playing like Derek Brown last year and Derek jumps in the replies and says uh, and the funny thing is he didn't even tag him like Derek was just like here hi you summoned me Um, he said this is a choice for every player uh, to make (laughs) this is a choice for every player it makes nobody less of a human or a man Flash is going to be one of the best so let the man be so there's your Derrick Brown take. Yeah. And I think Derek speaks to truth. Yeah, this is every this is a decision for every man. If you are Anthony Schwartz, I think it's very similar to what Darius Slayton found himself in before the 2019 um 19 season. You there's a next year at Auburn there is going to be a new coach. There's going to be a new philosophy. These are guys who weren't around with you. They did not recruit you. I think Anthony Schwartz would have been a big weapon in Harson's system. I would have been very interested to see how they would have played it played it out with him. but here's the thing you can't teach speed and anthony schwartz can look at a number of nfl wide receivers who weren't necessarily these super ultra productive um guys in college and if they gee, found the right fit the right they system, found the right they fit could, and, they could and become a good player that unlocked owner. that unlocked their full potential yeah. darius Slayton has been a really good receiver for the Giants, these first couple seasons. Going out early, fifth-round pick. Some people said, no, come back, do another year. You'd have been better. He made the right decision for himself there. I've tweeted this on Saturday night. I I would love to see Anthony Schwartz go to the Chiefs. Not necessarily just because, like, oh, fast player. He's really, really good. He's really, really fast. Um, that would work. But also, like, a guy like Andy Reid... Look at the college production of Tyree Kill. Now I understand Tyree Kill had some issues, um, <laughs> and he didn't finish his. There's a reason he finished his career at West Alabama. Um, but uh, Miko Hardman, two
1: fascinating places to spend Me- your college career.
0: Miko Hardman,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Miko yeah. Hardman, Anthony Schwartz was a better wide receiver in college, more productive receiver in college than Miko Hardman was. Was Miko Hardman super fast, super athletic? Um, and put him in the right system.
1: In fantasy this year, nonetheless,
0: put him in fantasy. Put him in fantasy. Put him in the right system. <laughs> let him let him go to work. So I think the, the right system, is you can't teach speed. You can't teach. He's going to go after John Ross' third record at at the combine. I think he's a better wide receiver than John Ross is, and I think John Ross's NFL career has kind of t- showed itself to to yeah. prove that. But yeah, we've you're seen guys like on him than I am, yeah. but like. All things. I'm not saying he's going to be a number one guy. I'm not saying he's going to be an NFL superstar Mm -hmm. off the bat, but I'm just saying like in the right system, man, just let him eat. Well, I have no doubt
1: what you said about him testing. Well, like I think he'll get plucked, you know, reasonably early. Like, well, don't you think mid rounds? Yeah, probably, you know? Uh, so, and, and again, it's like if he does find the right system, sure. I definitely wish him well. And, and like, you know, there were some fun moments watching him play, uh, I, I am fascinated to see what happens fun next because like you said, um, to be that fast is always, uh, exciting. Uh, if, if you're in the right system and I, and I think that part will certainly be important.
0: Um, also shout out to, to Anthony Schwartz for, from the time he stepped on Auburn's campus to the time he left, the man was 100% himself and, didn't mind say speaking his mind on Twitter. Didn't I mean, he's he's himself. He's if you talking to him in interviews, you knowing how he interacted with players, man had an interesting personality that wasn't necessarily the cookie cutter Auburn football player. And uh, he was a pleasure to cover. Um, and he was a, he was a fun. And I mean, I'm gonna enjoy continuing following him on Twitter because uh, the man will just say whatever's on his on his mind. Also, he's a big soccer guy, big FIFA guy, which I always appreciated about him. Um, I will, uh, I'll also point out, uh, with, with flash that in his statement, uh, about leaving Auburn, he said this at the end, um, I, uh, let's see. And lastly to the Auburn family, I will miss running out to 90,000 of you screaming and shouting for Auburn, even through these tough times, you were always there and, all, and still supported me. I asked during these tough times to be patient and trust the process as Armor goes through the, some changes and to support coach Harson. Auburn has taught me plenty of life lessons and for that I'll be forever grateful. So, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to he didn't have to say, "Hey, be patient with the new coach." He didn't have to say cuz I mean, I think Flash was one of those people on on social media that was that was a little upset about, you know, what happened with with Gus. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to say that, but I mean, shout out to him. Shout out to him for uh, for including that in there. That's that's that's. Uh, I hate using the word classy because I think it sucks, um, but no, that's a that's a that's that's a that's a really cool move from him, um, and you know, I know Auburn fans. He rubs off some Auburn fans the wrong way, and they aren't afraid to let him know it on on social media. He's not afraid to throw it right back at him. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll just I mean, shout out to Anthony Schwartz. I hope he I hope he does. Hope he does really well right. in the NFL, and Same. I think he's got it. And I think he's got a real shot at doing it.
1: Um, I just hope he lands in the right system. And uh, I appreciate that, regardless of what people thought. Like you said, he did himself.
0: Uh, so. <laughs> you gotta love it, man.
1: Like that part, I can I can dig. I uh, I don't know what else to say though. Like I, I think. At this point, it's it's for for the best for him, and I think maybe for the best for the program. Like if he's ready to go, then excellent. That works out get, well for Auburn. You want It have is guys, the
0: opinion of the Auburn Observer and this podcast. Get your bread, baby. Uh, get your money. If you can do it, go get it. Life's too short. We love and college. In this sport. We love college football, and if you're listening to this, you you want to see Auburn have the best players and keep the best players as much as you can. But if you can make if you can make good money playing football, don't wait around for it. Go for it. Go for it so shout out to those guys and we'll, we'll see who else um, joins them Big Cat Bryant said he's thinking about his decision there'll be a lot of guys who'll do that as
1: well um, did you get the vibe that he's considering not playing anywhere else if he doesn't come back to Auburn or that he I just think doesn't if he's know done. yet
0: yeah, I don't think he would transfer. I think if I think if he doesn't play at Auburn next year, he's going to give the NFL a shot.
1: What about Stove? Because he's one that I know everyone's <laughs> focused on Williams and Schwartz. And it's like, well, do you want to play football for six years for free at a really high level? And some I, guys I would might. love to have him back.
0: Sign. It would be fun. It would be fun to see him try to <laughs> try to break some records next year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's there's some there's some guys who are going to take that fifth and sixth year senior route next year um across college football just with all the changes happening at auburn maybe it's a little less likely that you see more of those guys do it just because it's a new staff and fresh start new era whatever you want to call that um but we'll see we'll see it's going to be a lot of fun to, to to see where these guys end up at the next level though um if they uh when they make that jump and um you know when you when you see stuff like that from flash and you see hear stuff like what big cat said about harson um pretty cool that those guys are are uh telling people to throw their support behind the new guy because again you don't have to do that no one's no one's holding a gun to your head and telling you to do that uh, at least i don't think they are i don't think kirk's that i don't think kirk's that that that, that way um all right painter
1: that's football baby uh
0: you wanna you wanna throw in another commercial here real real quick before we uh before we switch over to basketball. You wanna tell tell people how they can support the show and all that good stuff. Go ahead rate and do that review. right now.
1: Yeah, rate review subscribe. Even if you're not a uh, subscriber to the newsletter, you can subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform it is that you use. And rating and reviewing certainly allows us to move toward the tops of those charts. And of course, if you just tell people that hey. I listen to this podcast and enjoy it sometimes. Uh, that helps us greatly, so we appreciate it. And hopefully you can bring in a new year with us because this is uh, this has been a tough 2020, all that jazz. I'm not going to lament that too much, but I hope that we're on the up and up here in 2021.
0: 100%. And we are at uh, 641 subscribers on uh, The Observer, which is huge. We've had a lot of growth these last few weeks, um, and we appreciate you guys being interested and in signing up. Again, we we've say, we've say this a lot. seems like something that we're going to be able to do for quite some time now, and that's all y'all. So uh, very, very much appreciate uh, everybody's support, $6 a month or $60 a year, if you want to join on at AuburnObserver.com. We will have a ton of stuff about Auburn football and Auburn basketball in the days ahead. Speaking of Auburn basketball, uh, Wednesday night, we're not going to rehash this one a ton Um because I think you get more takeaways from the second game. Uh, Arkansas ninety-seven, Auburn eighty-five. Auburn did about everything they could have done on offense, and they still lost. Except for hit free throws, and even if they would hit free throws in that game, it still wouldn't have mattered because you gave up ninety-seven points and you lost. Um, and then, and then Saturday, uh, losing by two to Texas A&M on the road, when it looked like they were whew, like they were in for a long, 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 long day. Uh, most of the way, but I ended up coming back and had a real shot to win that one at the end. Auburn starts the week 0 and two painter. we said um if Auburn split week uh, the first week of uh, SEC play, it would be a win. Uh, if they swept it throw a parade if they uh, if they lost both games, um, it well, would it depend on sucks, how, but like okay, <laughs> it would depend on how it happened. I wrote this, I wrote this on Saturday. This season is not about building a resume. It's about building a team. It's about building a team for the future. Now, there's only so much of a team building that you can do when you don't have all of the pieces to your team yet. Sharif Cooper is still not freed. The NCAA continues to be
1: a... Very mature adults by keeping him... um, And I just want to say, just by the way, I wish I could bully these people in real life. I mean, they're horrible. They're horrible. They're horrible. They exist to prop up people in a system that are making lots of money. I mean, I know that they do a few administrative things here or there, but goodness, I mean, what is it exactly that this man has done that does not allow him to enjoy being a player at Auburn? Like from what I forget that after all this, he has stayed here because he wants to be here and they are keeping him from doing that. Yes. I'm saying all this selfishly because he's a good player and I want him to make my team win,
0: but also they suck. From what I've heard, when you say what is this what is this guy done? From what I've heard, and I don't have 100% of the details from what I've heard, he himself has done absolutely nothing. 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 Not and a even thing.
1: if he did, I don't care. It's not a crime. These aren't real rules.
0: Nope. Speaking of which, little quick little quick uh cl- little quick ad here. Um if you like us would like to become blackpilled <laughs> about the NCAA this year um in 2021 might I recommend uh, the delightful ebook the sinful Seven written by yes. our friends over at moon crew shout out Spencer shout out Jason shout out Alex shout out Richard and the gang over there read that and you will get it's a really good book it's a really good piece of science fiction Western you know it's a weird it's a weird book it's a weird book in terms of genre but um, it's a good way to learn a lot about the NCAA and learn how to hate it more uh, so check those guys out Um but, yeah, I mean, you can't really fully team build right now. That And, like, the way Auburn played in both games, but especially this one against Texas A&M, you need a point guard. You need a point guard badly and give all the credit in the world. Bruce said it after on Wednesday night after the loss to Arkansas. I'm, he said, I'm not mad at Alan Flanagan and Justin Powell because they're doing the best that they can they're not they were not brought in to do this and yes there can be a criticism lob Bruce Pearl's way and I'm sure he's one of the ones who was talking about who was thinking about this right now they don't
1: have any point guard depth
0: you didn't have you didn't have a backup plan really you had Turbo Jones but he even Turbo was not a point guard Turbo was a combo guard um he he was a he was a scorer he was a more of a he, he was not a traditional point guard right and but you're in the spot that you're in, and not because, again, not because Sharif Cooper did something wrong, not because you did something wrong with Sharif Cooper. It's just, it's what it is what it is, and, like, it's it's so infuriating. Now, Auburn really went through it in the first half in this game. They look like they, the only other true road game they've played all season was the UCF game, and they shot like they were in the UCF game again. Texas A&M did a really good job. They were a really good defensive team at, at – extending pressure using their size using their length really cranking it up this is a team that gives up a lot of three attempts and a lot of assist because they gamble a lot on defense and they pressure a lot and they and they try to make you work the ball and they're experienced and buzz williams keep in mind when auburn played well on offense it was when they were on the side of the floor with bruce pearl in the second half right first half They're having to deal with Texas A&M being on that side of the floor. They're having to deal with Buzz Williams. Quite literally
1: playing defense. It was annoying. I know I'm not the only person to point that out. It
0: didn't didn't make a difference in terms of the win and the loss, but it's annoying. It's annoying. Like, he... Well, it's like if I ever, 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 ever see Bruce Pearl get a
1: bleeping technical for being out of the coach's box i may lose my right to ever go back to auburn arena
0: like there's just no way
1: that you can be that far out on the court and and like ever pretend to care about the coach's box and
0: dress like a guy who's trying to sell you a tonic and red dead too (laughs) Uh, what was that
1: and i both have a theory that he at one point in his life had to have been into cocaine to dress that way, <laughs> I mean, come on, like it, it, if it, parody, if it was... parody. <laughs> yes, yes, in the game, <laughs> like... and also you have to, you know, have your ish together to to be a, a decent coach at that level. But nonetheless, he looks I'm glad nobody important
0: listens to this podcast. Do what? I'm glad nobody with power over us listens to oh this God, podcast. Yeah, I would
1: be in big trouble, wouldn't I? <laughs> well, it's also funny because I'm critiquing this is what happens these people when you who get are wildly or... successful. You know.
0: This is what happens when you give Painter, like, not, no radio oversight. <laughs> that's a <your> polite <laughs> yeah. way of telling you I to just shut left... down. No, 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 no. Hey, do what you want, man. Like, that's where the uh, anti-establishment. We're, we're rebelling against the machine here with this media operation. I um, agree, though. It didn't, like, impact the game. No. It's just a
1: nuisance that he's out on the court. and that, But like, a and like,
0: did it. Well, a... Can he do that? A&M cranked up the pressure, and they were like, trying to make uh, and when auburn was able to hold on to the ball which was not a ton there's a lot of side- to-side passing that wasn't going anywhere you don't have a true like post-up scoring presence a ton and it just it was hard it was hard to watch All right second half a lot better a lot better
1: um to your point and bruce's pointed this out i think in press conferences has any that it's much easier to communicate with your mm-hmm. team when they're right there as you were in just sec- alluding to in the second
0: half alone alan flanagan who played the entire second half because Jesus. justin powell hit his head late in the first half somebody get that they, man an ice bath they tried to they tried to check him out they thought ah, maybe Being let's cautious
1: we'll, for a concussion i presume
0: yeah. they put him out there and it was like no nah, he can't do it um so they pulled him back out alan flanagan played the whole second half he had four assists and he was three or three from deep Jalen williams Bro, Who'd, how
1: about the assists though?
0: He had seven assists in the second half alone, and just one turnover. I am just beyond
1: excited about that position next year. Between t- it's like people are almost going to forget about him because of I think the promise of Thor and the excitement of Jabari, but God, Jalen is good.
0: He's really good. He's really really good. So they did a much better job of controlling the ball, passing around. They they tried to be a little more proactive against AM's and M's pressure, mm-hmm. um, and got some more open looks out of it. Jamal Johnson is is what a week for him. Yeah, and Man.
1: hit that go ahead three, if I'm not
0: mistaken. That ball that ball went oh. halfway down. That ball went halfway down. Oh,
1: I was standing up cheering. I was like, he, oh, brutal. Um, and the way the camera angle was too, it looked good. It, it I mean, lined up.
0: Yeah. Great look, great shot. Can't fault any of it. Just didn't, just didn't go through, the, go through the basket. You're probably. Oh,
1: we'll go ahead and I'll let you finish the thing on Jamal before I get to this next thing.
0: So Jamal Johnson entered, entered this week. He had never had a twenty point game in his college career. He had two this week. Played an exceptional game against Arkansas, then against Texas A&M as well. He was plus ten yesterday. Uh, hit five three pointers. He's become a much better player on defense. He doesn't turn over the ball a lot on offense. He's a weapon, man. And and the interesting thing here is is that I wrote about it on Wednesday. Jamal Johnson playing well off the bench, giving you starter quality production off the bench. Whereas they continue to give De- Devin Cambridge run. Cambridge comes out and has a really good game against Arkansas. He had a big play, even though he was way out of bounds against uh, <laughs> yeah, against, Te- one big time. <laughs> against Texas against Texas A M. But even then, he did a lot of good work in rebounding on defense. He hit some shots of, as well as on Bruce kept the faith in Devin Cambridge, which again goes to show that Bruce Pearl knows more about his team than any of us watching him uh, watching them do. Well, let right? me just
1: say that I have been put off at times because I've been disappointed by Cambridge's performance. But you pointed out uh, a had a great game against Arkansas, and B defensively, I think you pointed out in your observations, he was the best defensive player on the floor.
0: Yeah, he's played well. He's played
1: so, well. Now you know, he's not in, in the group that uh, so he's far not in the last superstar. two games is
0: looking silly. And he struggled. He struggled for yeah, a while. He yeah. looked like he. He looked like he just couldn't find it as a shooter. Is no
1: good.
0: He's wiped that away, and then they're they're able to put Cambridge when they're able to put Cambridge and Johnson and go back and forth between those guys and get good production out of both. That is the perfect scenario for where Auburn's at right now. Um, continue to get that going for him. Defensively, this team needs to tighten up even more. They are learning. They are they are growing but like when they were not turning AM over AM was getting a lot of good looks and this is a team that doesn't shoot particularly well either and they were getting open shots and knocking them down um in the second half we saw Auburn crank up the pressure that half man that half court trap with JT Thor running the running running the you know top of it what do you do to that i mean hi we made it hi, we put a really athletic uh, dude with with Giannis's dimensions uh, at the top of your press, yeah, at the top of our press. Good luck. Um, it worked. You can start
1: to see things coming together for him. You know, it doesn't happen. It, it kind of comes and goes in spurts, I think. But like that, what you pointed to in the I, observations and what you just pointed to was a lot of fun to watch and was a difference maker for Auburn uh, down the stretch, obviously. Their,
0: their half-court defense needs to take a step up. It needs to get better. I think anybody who watches them can, can see that. They have to get better in that aspect. Um, but the thing about it is, is that when they are able to turn teams over, you can see the potential. Like they scored on the break a little bit more. They scored off of turnovers a little bit more in this game. They can continue to do better on that, but that, that, that pressure really, really, um, yeah, you, know, you can't do it the whole game. You can't jump into the half court trap all game because then, you know, it gets adjusted. Part of the reason why, Auburn's had some good stretches on defense this year is this Bruce has done a good job of saying, Hey, we're gonna run zone here, we're gonna run man here, we're gonna do some pressure here, we're gonna go full court on this one, we're gonna pull back it. And like keeping guys off balance, that's kinda of been their big thing. They've got to continue to crank up the pressure and create because their offense looks better off of that. It's the best way to get their defense because right now in the half court, they're still giving up too many open looks and they don't really have like they they don't really have a, a ton of um You know, if a team wants to go inside and has really good inside scoring, they're going to give up some buckets. It's not much of an answer for it on this team, right? And they're young. It's a young front court, right? Well, before the season... Especially if if Jalen Williams gets in foul trouble early like he's done in some games,
1: including the one yesterday. And you pointed this out at the beginning of the season, and it's not, I think, an original thought even, but it's like, yeah, for young teams, defense at this level is going to be a pretty glaring issue at times. And thus far, that has proven to be the case. And I think Arkansas is just a... Phenomenal offensive team. Is that fair to say? Like, I know in Ken Palm, they were not ranked as highly as I thought they would be in offense, but they've got a lot of weapons. Texas AM gets the free throw line a lot.
0: Yeah, they do. And Arkansas did a ton on Wednesday, and that ended up being a big difference in the game uh, as well. You got to defend without fouling. It's just, you're having a hard time doing that. And they got to continue to grow in that half court defense. Um, But if they can mask some of that by. turning people over i think it helps them on the both ends of the floor what a final
1: play by that AM. I guess Woo! it was the guard nice pump pump fake because Allen was playing good defense got him off his feet and it wasn't an easy shot i mean it was a decent look i thought it got an open look but it was still a tough shot
0: it was a tough shot and because Allen played excellent defense until the i mean he bit on the pump fake anybody on the planet would have bit on that pump fake there i mean <laughs> unless you go in there saying i'm not going to jump i'm not going to jump um
1: and thus and perhaps give him an open look which i think if right. he had it would have been an easier shot than what he ended up
0: making and cambridge and cambridge tried to come over at the last moment and was just a little behind on it yeah. but um it happens i mean that was a great play a great great execution it happens um well,
1: i was just glad they were back in the game because was pretty
0: disheartening well, it's half. so much fight on that team because they could have just been like screw this we are done um and
1: Especially after Powell's out, it's like if you're Flanagan, you're like, God, I've got to carry this offense and playing out of position.
0: Yeah, and lo and behold, they made the adjustments, they made it, and they kept playing. And again, losing sucks. Every, anybody on that team will tell you that they'd much rather win these games. But like the wins and losses don't matter as much as they normally do this year. It is the lessons that you're going to learn from it, the growth that you show from it. Now you can learn a lot of these lessons and and build off of them when you're winning a whole lot more than you're losing. But they learned, and I think what they learned from this first week of SEC play is that their defense had gotten a lot better over the last few weeks in non-conference play, but I think it was a product more of who they were playing, because in the half court, they got to do a better job in that aspect. Um, offensively, got to make the best of, of your situation without Sharif Cooper right now. Um, but
1: Long run, I guess it's an advantage. Yeah. Um... Maybe just because it's forcing guys to do things that they yeah. normally wouldn't. But this, it's like I'd also like to have Sharif out there for chemistry.
0: Yes, I think that's a bigger thing. Like, There's a cap on how much this team can improve on the offensive end, I think, as long as they don't have a point guard on the floor. Um, but on the flip side of that, Thor's coming along really well. Um, we, j- we talked about how Devin Cambridge and Jamal Johnson both played well this week. That's a good thing to have. More guys are stepping up. Powell didn't have a great week, and, of course, he got hurt, you know, in terms of scoring, but you got to, you know, if he can come back, get him back in the game a little more. I continue to be super impressed with some of these bench guys. Um, Dylan Carwell rebounded well off the bench. Javon Franklin gets maybe a few minutes every couple of games, and he's good when he does it. Like, he just – things happen. And that was a dude that I think a lot of people, including myself, kind of wrote off as like, hey, he's just not going to be a factor this year. And he's not a key player, and he's the last man in the rotation, but there's a lot to be said of a dude who is accepted. Look to what we can see on the floor and the way he's played. That's a man who's accepted his role and gives Auburn good value. He was plus seven in like a few minutes yesterday. That's it's exactly what you need, and you get that with Moore, and you get that with, of course, with Johnson uh, and Cardwell and, and Stretch Acomboa. The depth is going to continue to be tested. We will see what happens with Justin Powell. We will see what happens with – uh, Sharif Cooper, but um, there's a lot there's a lot to take away from this. And I think this first week of the year showed you have some real growth you've got to do on defense. You've got to learn how to handle things better pressure-wise on offense. But your team doesn't give up. Your team keeps fighting. Um, they're a young team that just plays with a ton of energy from getting in. doesn't matter what it says on that scoreboard. And Auburn fans, 0-2 is tough. But again, the results don't matter quite as much this year because you're not playing for a tournament resume. Number two, you gotta be proud of that. You gotta be proud of the way that team that team played. In both games, I think, but especially especially against AM.
1: Well, it's hard to be mad at the team for a number of reasons. One, Bruce has delivered more than any other coach in Auburn history. And two, like we knew that this was going to happen this year given what the roster looked like. And Bruce has not really made excuses. That's been another thing. He's not been defensive when they've not played well. He's pointed it out and said, we've got to be better at this and, you know, generally takes credit uh, or takes blame for those things. So, like, as you said, all of this is building towards next season. And even though I, I really want to see this team get close to 500, that would be super exciting. Uh, I think they're going to lose a lot of close games this year, and Mm -hmm. there's a couple of games where it's like it may get away from them. Uh, uh, I was really disappointed to see Alabama go on a run here and beat Tennessee. It's (laughs) been a tough week to be an Auburn fan, just given that they're back in a national title in football and getting hot at the right time in basketball.
0: They play Ole Miss uh, next. Um, Auburn does? Yes. Uh, Ole Miss coming off of losses to Alabama and – uh, to Wichita State, uh, they play Wichita State yesterday because they're not part of the SEC um, Big Twelve Challenge. So they play you know those those teams that are left out play in the AC play four ACC teams and or AAC teams. Sorry, um, and then later in the year when Auburn's playing Baylor and all these teams are playing, they they end up playing their conference games. So they played Wichita State. They lost that game. Going to be another challenge. Uh, it, very similar team to what you just came across against Texas A and M. Um, A team that doesn't necessarily shoot well, but they've got weapons. Uh, It feels like Devontae Shuler has been playing at Ole Miss for 11 years. Uh, He's still out there. Um, They've got some experience. They they force they for like I said, they force a lot of turnovers. They've got a good interior defense. Um, They're going to try to make life hard. They're going they're going to follow the same blueprint that Texas A and M did. They're going to follow the same blueprint that Arkansas did, and that's Auburn's just going to have to deal with it. And um, it's away from home we will see Ole Miss has kind of been in a little bit of a rut right now, but um, we'll see if Auburn can uh, – I mean, they have not beaten a quality opponent this year. Maybe Auburn can Maybe our, Auburn can turn around and get some momentum heading into the Alabama game. But, yeah, I mean yeah, – I mean, if not. I'm not
1: mistaken, these coaches know each other well, right, Davis and, and Pearl? Yes. And on top of that, like, uh, Davis done a good job of giving Auburn trouble in the past. And, like, the roster is a little bit more talented than it was – Last year, and they lost a lot of close games last year. This will be a tough one, I think. Ken Palm has Ole Miss favored by five.
0: Yep. Uh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Bruce and Kermit go back because uh, Kermit was at Middle Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, during a lot of that stretch when Bruce was in was in uh, was in Knoxville. Um. So we'll see. I think the continued thing is just uh, free Sharif. Um, yes, please God. That would just be better for. Everyone involved. It's the uh, right
1: thing to do, and it's the fun thing to do.
0: Yes. Uh. Uh. We'll see about Justin Powell. Hopefully, he. Hopefully, I mean, you always get scared about head injuries, and and those things don't really happen a ton in basketball. But um, as I pointed out the other day, uh, the floor is very hard. Um. So when they do, yeah, you just you, you hope you hope the best for him, and 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 hopefully he can get back sooner rather than later. Uh, but Auburn, Ole Miss. It's going to be a, a, a not too much of a preview in terms of you know they're gonna they look a lot like a And M does they might be a little bit worse right now than a And M in just terms of production this season but they're going to do a lot of the same things and uh, Auburn's got to learn how to like what they did in the second half they need to do that for two whole, whole whole halves offensively now of course I can say what they did in the second half they should do all game like yeah duh that's my um, kind of analysis word right there <laughs> but it's more of a it's more of a um. It's more of a you know what how they were able to manage the pressure in the second half and get better looks on offense. They got to do that from the beginning against Ole Miss because Ole Miss is going to try to do the exact same thing. Any more? Any any final thoughts on on
1: uh, on basketball? I love Bruce and this team, and it is going to be a frustrating season at times. Or yeah, no, not at times. Most of the time, I think just given. What's happening and how young they are, but
0: cling to the positives, cling to the bright side. If you yeah, can't get, if you all can't all get positives. excited, if you can't get excited and happy about watching that team fight back and do seeing JT Thor do JT Thor things and seeing a guy like Jamal Johnson work as hard as he had and waited this long for this opportunity and turning it loose is is uh, yeah, if you can't if you can't get if you can't get into that, I don't know, man. Football season will be around in a few months.
1: Yeah, and with the exception of one or two teams, most <laughs> you of the can be mad is... about that then. Yeah, most of the league this year is pretty good, too. Like, I, right. I, It's not the Big Ten of the ACC, but it's still a...
0: Vanderbilt is the only team yes. that is not in the top 100 in Kempom, and I think Georgia's the second worst, and Georgia's had a decent season so far. One would say.
1: <laughs> you, could, you could make the argument.
0: One could say that, uh, that, the, that the Bulldogs have done that. They, they did that Arkansas thing where it's like, we're not leaving, and we're just going to play easy paycheck games. Thanks. <laughs> like,
1: what what is your pulse on the fan base uh, at the moment, where or, or the pulse of the fan base between for football and basketball?
0: Pretty well for fo- for for basketball. I think it's still guys. People are being positive. Like they, you know, you'll have people there's some pe- there's there's some people out there that I could think continue to live and die off of like every possession and watching college basketball and that's like a just Terrible a brutal brutal way to to watch basketball in general. I, I hope none of you are NBA fans. Um <laughs> but uh no, I think it's just you got to have the big picture in mind, right? You got to have the big picture in mind with basketball. This is not about this year. This year is about next year. And until Sharif Cooper comes back, you're not going to get a you're not going to get the full effect of what you're doing right now there's also the fact that like a pandemic is still very much happening and how much of this actually feels real or like it you know how much is this really going to matter moving forward is, is, is something to come up with but I think there are fans that are very pleased I think with the growth the individual growth when you see Jamal Johnson take that next step when you see Devin Cambridge break out of his slump when you see JT Thor do do JT Thor things when you see Alan Flanagan become an offensive weapon that individual development from the from Bruce Pearl's staff, like Auburn fans, are really excited about that. And they should be because like that's right. that's a great sign. Yeah, uh, I don't know for how much future. of it will
1: culminate in wins this season, but I imagine given what we've seen from Bruce's teams rounding into form in the back half of conference play in the last couple of years, you'd much rather be playing Auburn at the beginning of conference play if you've yep. only got to play them once. Because uh-huh. I imagine that by the end of the of conference play especially if they have Sharif back, it's going to be a hard team to beat, even if their record doesn't necessarily indicate a team that's having a great season.
0: Yep. And again, record, all that stuff doesn't Who cares matter
1: this year. Not, like, that's part of the bank. Like you, you knew that the goal was not to be the best team in the league this year. You'd like to be, but it was never going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't let, you know, don't don't let don't let insurance agents from Birmingham uh, get you get you ups, get you upset about the way Auburn basketball is playing compared to Alabama.
1: I mean, you know, good for them. They did get their first top ten wins since two thousand four. So good. I, I'm he's good.
0: He's good. Like th- th- that's a good basketball program. They're going to be a good rival for Auburn. F- continue to be, and it's only they. Auburn helped make made them raise their
1: level it does feel like for the first time in a long time that we are on the brink of having two truly competitive programs in the state and basketball. Yeah. I just, maybe it's
0: already there given that Alabama seems to
1: be yeah, surging. My thing Auburn's is already had its success.
0: My thing is rivals are going to be rivals, Auburn fans. So just, you know, Enjoy, let it slide. Whatever. You know, whatever. Whatever. you got And also like,
1: this is the thing I want to be, I want to be better than just about everyone in basketball. Like I, am pretty confident about where Auburn stands in the pecking order, look man the way Kentucky's football, been like, playing outside of Kentucky I think Auburn can be a top three team in basketball
0: yeah in the in the conference consistently look Tennessee looked like they were going to be unbeatable this year and they're coming off of lost Alabama liked it like, that, like I, I say unbeatable loosely of course they were going to lose games but um
1: no one had particularly
0: been close to
1: them most no, of the season no and, and Kentucky been staggering
0: and Kentucky needed <laughs> Kentucky needed to finally play Deontay Allen what do you know the dude who can actually shoot and it's from the state of kentucky It's crazy cal I, mean, I know he wasn't a five-star and i know he won't be one day averaging 11 points and six rebounds a game for a 15 and 64 Knicks team but um they're gonna be they're gonna be all right <laughs> like you know put some put some guys on the floor who can actually uh who can actually shoot the thing that would be that would be a very it would be oh, a very smart know, strategy it's a whatever whatever <laughs> all right well that will uh that'll just about do it for us appreciate everybody listening uh to the podcast again Auburn to subscribe got the story coming out on Monday about uh, about the uh, offensive line recruiting and some that's gonna be areas a good hate there. read Auburn fans you're,
1: you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it in the way that you if you're like me and you like to inflict pain onto yourself it's gonna be one of those.
0: Uh, I'm not going to make it that depressing. Hopefully. I don't think it's depressing. I think it's telling.
1: It's a good, like, it's very like, telling. oh, this is, this is, it's, it's, the numbers, it's terrifying. It's clarifying. Numbers that I,
0: the numbers that I dug up over the weekend because I can't leave my apartment. Um, <laughs> uh, we're very telling for sure. I don't think it's uh,
1: depressing. I think it's like, this is what you have to do to get back to where either back to where you want to be, or, you know, competing with your rivals, whatever.
0: Uh, Bill's playing
1: in the early window. That's right, baby. Come on with it. We got uh, we got the the fins. And oh, our- that's a big
0: one. The fins need this game. Playing with a team with a little buzz to them. We will talk to you guys later this week. The subscribers, the inner circle, you'll get the podcast later in the week after the uh, Auburn Ole Miss game in basketball. We'll talk to y'all on Thursday. The rest of y'all, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, appreciate you joining. Appreciate once again all the support, all the tweets, all the kind words. It means a lot. Let's uh let's uh let's kick 2021 on the teeth let's uh let's let's have a much better year i feel i feel i feel even though i have covid (laughs) and even though all my problems didn't magically disappear because the calendar flipped over um i don't know man i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling uh feeling a lot better than i probably have any right to be right now let's see how this goes i think we're gonna have a lot of fun this year